if you think you could never be vegan, you're in the right place. If you think there's something big you'd really like to do, but uh, it's probably too late, you're in the right place. My name is Michelle Olander, and I think there has never been a more important time to move in a vegan direction. So I'm here every week to cheer you on and offer you actionable tips and strategies as you veg your best. Episode 145, Dr. Seuss, Vegan Overwhelm, and What's for Dinner? Welcome back, my Vegger Bestie. You know, lately, lately my mind has been uh, the proverbial pinball machine and focus, it's been in short supply. So uh, this week while digging, um, I mean, pretty, pretty literally digging through reams of clippings, I found a post that I had clipped from Matt Frazier, Matt Frazier from uh, nomeatathlete.com. Uh, I had clipped one of his posts for a client. And the title of the post, The Dr. Seuss Secret to Simplifying Your Meal Planning. And before I go on, that post, we'll link to it in the show notes. The Dr. Seuss Secret to Simplifying Your Meal Planning. And uh, small tangent, there's actually a Dr. Seuss Museum in Springfield, Mass. And I think almost, I don't know, every American knows Dr. Seuss, but um, Theodore Geisel, aka Dr. Seuss, uh, he was one of my favorite authors as a small person. I My favorites were McGilligan's Pond and uh, The Sleep Book, but my kids all learned to read with Dr. Seuss, and that is part of the point of Matt Frazier's post. Books like uh, Seuss's iconic Green Eggs and Ham. Green Eggs and Ham was written with a very tightly uh, constrained, tightly simplified vocabulary of fewer than 50 words. So that makes it a marvelous introduction for new readers. And also because it was a focus of his creativity to, to make a virtue out of that constraint, it's an enjoyable, memorable book for the rest of us. So anyway, the point of Matt Frazier's article is that with all the millions, all the millions and millions of cookbooks and online recipes, how is it that we are so often overwhelmed and at a loss for what to eat for dinner? But maybe, Matt writes, maybe limiting your options can actually help you be much more creative and much more effective. And he includes a quote from musician Jack White, Jack White of the White Stripes saying, telling yourself you have all the time in the world, all the money in the world, all the colors in the palette, anything you want, that just kills creativity. I'm going to repeat that because I love it. Telling yourself you have all the time in the world, all the money in the world, all the colors in the palette, anything you want, that just kills kills creativity. Jack White. And it's why in coaching, we often talk about the value of constraint. Constraint. Most of you, most of you listening to this podcast, even if you are right now in a very challenging season of your life, 
Uh, the challenge could be in terms of your health, your finances, your family situation. Even when uh, circumstances have really been curtailed, even then most of us have more choices and options than human beings in the history of this planet. And I think we forget the emotional challenge, actually the burden that millions of choices can be on our human body and psyche. We are humans who evolved to live hand to mouth in perilous times with very few options. So constraint, as artificial as that can sometimes feel for my clients, constraint can really help us regain our focus. It can help us tap into a feeling of some productivity and some traction. And I always suggest that when you notice you have too many choices and you don't know what to do, pick one. Pick one. Pick one to really focus on. And listen, I'm not just talking to you, my veggie bestie. I'm talking to me. I'm talking to me. This month has been a challenge for me, focus-wise. And you'd think, you'd think my ADHD brain, uh, I'm just about to turn 64, you'd think I'd be used to it by now. But sometimes, sometimes it's still a little bit harder than other times. Anyway, so this article by Matt Frazier, which I, as I say, I'll link to it in the show notes. Matt is inspired by Dr. Seuss's challenge to write a book with fewer than 50 words and to use that similar sort of constraint in meal planning to make it more fun, to make it more memorable. And how would you begin? Maybe you could just pick an ingredient to focus on for this week. Or you could focus on a handful of ingredients to focus on across the month to get some fun back, to get some creativity back, to get some effectiveness back into the process of your meal plans. Now, I want you to read his article, so I'm not going to give it all here. But instead of looking for a great recipe in a literal sea of recipes, just decide in advance on a handful of ingredients you know you know you want to have in your meals. Focus on those, maybe for the season or for the month. You know, at our house, the standard foods that we have on hand, mm, I'm going to say pretty much all the time, but certainly right now, chickpeas, uh, chickpeas, arugula, spinach, watermelon, bananas, whole grain pasta, whole grain bread, veggie burgers in the freezer, sweet potatoes, broccoli, tomatoes, and nuts. So, you know, some variation on that. But that really, over the past eight years, those items are virtually always on hand. And they mean that without thinking very hard, without thinking very much, you can always put something uh, together for dinner. Now, in fact, I cooked up this morning the dried chickpeas that I put to soak last night. And I, you know, it's so not complicated. I soak the dried beans in salted water. And I personally do not believe, after all these years of cooking beans, I do not believe the people who say you should not put salt 
into dried beans until they're close to cooked. I think that's nonsense, but you do you. <laughs> you do you. You do any way you want. But after 12 or 24 hours of soaking, I just cook them. I cook the beans. And if I have it, I cook them with some garlic, bay leaves, celery, uh, brown and green cardamom, a couple of slices of ginger root if I have them. And if I don't have those things, I don't add them and I don't worry about it. And the chickpeas are, I would say, almost invariably to my taste, very, very good. And those chickpeas can go in hummus. They can be mushed up in sandwiches. They can be in pasta. They can be in salad. Um, now, I could look through a million books and online websites for a better thing to prepare, or I could just always have chickpeas. I could just always have chickpeas on hand and cook them every week or two in a very simple way. So, this is what Matt Frazier from nomedathlete.com is saying. Look for ways to simplify. Look for ways to constrain your weekly meal planning to a Susian level, to a green eggs and ham level, if you will. And if you're my age, you might remember the ads that Wednesday was Prince Spaghetti Day. Some people like Taco Tuesday or Pizza Night on Saturday. These are all ways to help us just make a decision ahead of time. And we'll be talking about making decisions ahead of time uh, more this month, because I think it's such a valuable thing to do. We like to be spontaneous, don't we? We like to be flexible for other, for other people. But making decisions ahead of time is really so helpful in terms of not feeling overwhelmed. So if you're new to cooking plant-based, you might forget that most of us, most of us were overwhelmed by what to make for dinner long before we decided to go vegan, okay? Most of us are just plain overwhelmed. So yes, yes, there are a million ideas. There are a million meal plans and food kits. Uh, there are a million cookbooks and vegan recipes out there, but that could actually be a part of the problem. Maybe Maybe let's take some ideas off the table. And if eating plant-based, being vegan is not really a problem for you, and uh, I would say for me, it's not anymore, but overwhelm and trouble making choices, uh, making, making my way through a sea of choices, that is still an issue for me in many other parts of my life. So when I catch myself in that spin of thinking, I, I don't know. I don't know what to choose. I wonder which one's best. I wonder what would be good. I wonder how to begin. I wonder which one would be right. Breathe. Breathe. Constrain. Pick one thing to really focus on, even if it's just for a bit. Still feeling overwhelmed. My friend, you are not alone. The options you are bombarded with on this planet, in this world, I mean, it is truly a challenge for us humans, really. And uh, if you would like a little help with that, it's as easy as just booking a short call with me for free, because sometimes you just explaining your thoughts to a coach, someone who has no agenda for you, who only wants to help you clarify your thoughts, and you decide what you want. Sometimes that is the most 
refreshing and illuminating thing you can do. Now, as you know, I have some grandchildren. And in honor of this great children's author, Dr. Seuss, that we've been talking about today, we have a Veg Your Best poem inspired by Dr. Seuss. Apologies to the great author. In the grand world of Seuss, where the who's say who's who, let's talk about something that for you may be quite new. A lifestyle, a choice that's as green as a pea. It's called being vegan. Come learn it with me. No ham, no spam, not a trace of green eggs. Not even that roast beast for which the Grinch begs. No milk from a cow, nor eggs from a hen. Meat, eggs, and dairy? This is now. That was then. It's all about plants now, from the ground and the tree. Greens, fruits, and mushrooms as fresh as can be. Grains, seeds, and nuts. But please, don't forget. Beans and legumes, the best protein yet. No need for the sneetches to hoot and to holler. Being vegan's not just about how you spend your next dollar. It's about our blue planet and keeping her neat by choosing foods that don't tend to deplete. Oh, the places you'll go and the foods you'll discover. Quinoa and tofu and nuts like no other. There's a world of tastes waiting, I hope, You'll agree, in the land of the vegan, where your taste buds are free. There's a myth you might hear in the jungle of Newell that vegans are weak and that they're just not that cool. But dear Horton heard it, and he heard it quite clear. Vegans are strong. You need have no fear. To be vegan today, you don't need the Lorax. No need to speak fluent eco-forest. Just relax. Choose with your heart, think twice with your head, and opt for whole plant foods on your plate instead. So try it. Try it. You may, I say. Try vegan living for just one month, week, or day. You may really like it. I think you will see in the world of vegan, you're happy and free. In this tale a la Seuss, we must now reach the end. A message of love to you all we now send. To the earth, the animals, and our health, it's a boon. Under the light of this green vegan moon. Okay, kids. Okay? That's my, that's my homage to Dr. Seuss today. So if you're feeling some overwhelm, just remember, it's because you have some thoughts that you need to try more, learn more, research more, find out more. Pick one thing. Start by picking one thing to focus on. Simplify, constrain, and let me know how it works for you. Or let me know how you've done that in the past. When we are scattered, it is really hard to make progress. It is really hard to get better at anything. So this week, pick one thing. Honestly, just decide. You're going to learn very quickly what works well and what doesn't. And that's actually very valuable, really, really helpful, even 
things that don't work, you know, you can decide to change your approach. You can decide to ask for help or you can just put it aside and pick something else. So the link to Matt Frazier's article on Dr. Seuss and meal planning from nomeatathlete.com, that'll be in the show notes. And did you know that in the show notes, you can also find a way to leave me a voice message? That link is also in the show notes. Okay, so lots of reasons to go in the show notes today. Let me know. Let me know your thoughts about today's episode, how you simplify your plant-based meal planning, or how you simplify any other part of your life. You can also use that voice message to ask me a question and let me know if I can share that question on an upcoming episode. But in the meantime, like every week, until next week, veg your best. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.